Hello and welcome to How to Be a Money Magpie, the podcast from moneymagpie.com, sponsored by the pension provider Pension B. I'm Jasmine Bertels, the founder of Money Magpie, and this podcast series looks at all sorts of aspects of money, from freebies to investing, and from holiday tips to ways to set up a business on the side. Today, though, we are looking at pensions. In fact, this is the first in a series of six podcasts we're doing on various aspects of pensions, what they are, should you have one, what is a SIP, how to get the best state pension that you're entitled to, and much more. And today we're starting at the very beginning. We're asking what is a pension and should you get one? And to help us answer these questions, I'm thrilled to be joined by Angela Kirkwood from moneyhelper.com. That's what used to be the Money Advice Service, PensionWise and the Pensions Advisory Service. And also by Isabel Lawrence, who is actually a member of the Money Magpie team and a real life Gen Zer, who has only just got her first pension, as it happens, through us. So hello to both of you. Hi. Hello. That Jen Zedder, who has a pension, makes me realise how fast the years are ticking by. (laughs) Yeah, you and me both. So let's start with the big one. Angela, what is a pension, basically? Well, as you know, we tend to have a bit of a confusion and everything in pensions. So I thought I would Google this to see what it said. And no. So a pension, in its truest definition, is... Right now, you get a salary and somebody pays you every month. When you stop working or you want to reduce your hours and you still want to keep up your lifestyle, a pension is the wage you get when you've retired or when you've cut down working. But the big question is, who pays that wage? So therefore, we go back to... What is he, you will know as a pension, which is our shorthand for the savings account that you put all your money in to build that pot, which will eventually become your wage when you retire. Wage for doing absolutely nothing, which is frankly the best way to earn money, let's be honest. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, there are two basic types. And I think here's another confusion. As you say, there are a lot of confusing things about pensions. One of them being all sorts of things are called pension. So you've got the state pension and then you've got private or company pensions. So there's a a, a fundamental confusion there. What's the difference really? So the state pension is really a benefit that the government put in place so that when you are older and you, you either don't or can't work, that you have at least enough money to pay for the basics. And because it's a benefit, you have qualifying rules. So you must have reached a certain age, which for Izzy looks like it's currently 68, but that could change between now and your retirement. So you need to keep your eyes on that. It also requires that you've paid at least 10 years national insurance contributions. And if you want to get the full amount, you have to pay 35 years. But the thing to remember is it's never going to be paid before your state pension age. Currently, Izzy, for you, that's 68. And at current rate, it's £9,300 a year. So if you want to do anything over and above the real basics, that's where your own private pension comes in. 
So your private pension is money that you put into us, we discussed, and you can then take that out at a later date. So Izzy, again, this is your rules. It looks like it's going to be 58 for you. So if you don't want to work till 68 and you want to finish work sooner or reduce your work sooner, your private pension comes into play and it means you can start taking down your wage out of your pension from the age 58. It also means that it's an amount over and above the basic state pension. As I said, the basic state pension, 9,300, not to be sniffed at, but it's not going to keep you in a life of luxury. No, it's not exactly. And is that what you now understand pensions to be? Because I think, you know, before you came to work for us, you were saying you didn't really know what pensions were. Yeah, not at all. I mean, we've never been taught anything about it in school, uni, never, never until I even started working full time. And even then, until I started working for Money Magpie, I didn't have a clear idea of what that meant. You know, to me, it was pensions, retirement, it all seemed so far away for me. But it's, it's important to start thinking about it sooner. And it's also important to understand that is a private pension and a, a state pension. I think a lot of people my age wouldn't know that there was two types and, and it's definitely important to to be aware of that sooner so are you are you pleased that you you have a pension now is that something that you feel is is worth having Izzy definitely yeah 100 percent. you know I thought oh it's so far away in my future that I don't need to think about it but there's nothing wrong with being ahead of the game and and starting early and especially if you can get a, a private pension every little helps even if you're only adding a small amount every month and it will build up over the years and yeah definitely I'm, I'm really happy I've got one now because at, at your age because of compound interest compounding and compounding over the years you could be sticking a tenner in, you know, each month. And, and that's going to really build up to something really impressive. You know, as Angela says, 58 or even 68, if you decide to, to wait until that, that point. Do you find, Angela, that pensions are more popular now than they used to be? Well, since 2012, employers have had an obligation, A, to have a pension scheme, and B, to put their employees into it. So... It's called auto-enrolment, and what it means is you at Money Magpie have your pension scheme, and for your employees, you take a certain amount of money off of their salary every month, put it away, you put your Money Magpie contribution into it as well. So that means the whole decision is taken away from you. Now, you do have the right to opt out. But that was an introduction from 2012. And what that's meant is an extra 10 million people are now saving into a pension. In, in previous years, if you had to consciously make an effort, as Izzy said, <laughs> it is far, far away. Yeah. So if you had to consciously sit down and make an effort, it would never hit the top of your to-do list. Do you think that people are aware of the what I would describe as free money aspect of it. I mean, as you say, I as an employer will take some of, of Izzy's money, put it into the pension, then my company will add in free money for her. And also you've got the tax that the, you would have paid on that money, government shoves that in as well. So that's essentially, to my mind, that's two lots of free money that goes in there. Do you think that people are aware of that? 
I don't think they think of it. And that's one of the things that really, as a pensions industry, we should make more prominent to people to say that, yes, you are putting in, but for every pound you're putting in, somebody is topping up more. And, and employers are paying this. It's a big cost for employers. It does really make sense that employers want to tell their employees, look what we're doing extra for you. Exactly. Izzy, have you heard from your friends? I mean, are, are, have they got pensions where they work or and do they have an idea of of what it means I think a lot of them do have the auto enrollment but again you know we have never taught what it means what do your employers contribute what do you contribute every month and so I think it's definitely important that yes the auto enrollment happens but people are also told well what does this mean for my income and what does this mean for my future and as I think a lot of my friends still are kind of unaware of what they're paying into and, and why Angela, do you find that you have a, a, a large or a small dropout rate? I mean, I, I'm assuming it's small because, as you say, you have to make an effort to take yourself out, which is clever. That was very clever. And that's why the system was designed, designed very much like that. Mm. I think before the system was introduced, people thought that it could be 20 to 30 percent of people who, who opt out. Mm. The reality is that fewer than 10 percent of people opt out and even more surprisingly people in their 20s people in their 30s they opt out at the lowest rate interesting so so they get it maybe better than than the older ones they think pensions is just a thing you do mm. Fair enough. It is, you know, <laughs> I'm glad they're doing it. <laughs> um, and Angela, how do pensions make money? How do we know our pensions are making money? So how do we know? You really should, you should get a statement once a year, which will tell you. But the advice I would give you is just get to know your numbers. Mm -hmm. Find the numbers. They should be near the top somewhere. And that will tell you how much you've put in how much your employer has put in, how much the government has put in, and what your pot is worth. And then next year, it'll tell you what your pot was worth this year and what it was worth at the time you get it. So you can kind of see it growing. Mm -hmm. and, and does it also give you an idea of how much you might get like when you retire in, in how many decades? It does. It actually illustrates forward. Now, sometimes I think when you first start, that number can look very, very depressing. But yes. the, the two things that really make a difference in pensions are how long your money is invested for and how much money you do invest. And when you start early, as Jasmine said, the effects of compounding, you are making growth on the money that your money's already grown by so it soon starts to look like a decent thing yeah it's quite a surprise isn't it now Izzy you've just recently started to get a pension do you have any particular questions about it um, and, and indeed about the state pension that, that you'd like to ask Angela yes um, I was wondering say you moved from job to job nice. is there a place you can go to sort of see all your contributions there is something being built, and that is called the pensions dashboard, but that won't be ready for a year or two yet. And once that's built, you'll be able to go on there, identify yourself, and it will actually show you all of your pensions. Mm -hmm. Now, that is a couple of years away. You might be fortunate at the moment, um, we have in the pensions industry kind of come into the 21st century in that you may have online access that you can go in and look, 
and you can kind of keep up to date. It's not a thing you'd want to do every day, I get that. <laughs> but if you so fancy, you may be able to go on and look or obviously contact your provider. At Money and Pension Service, we have a resource which is um, Money Helper, which is a website. And what we do is we are free, impartial, and we just answer your pension's questions. And on there, what you'll get is calculators where you can put what you have at the moment you can play about and say well if I want to retire earlier or later if I put an extra fiver in this from this month what difference will that make to me when I retire so you can go and play about in that and it's a good resource as I say it's free it's impartial it just it's, it's there for you to answer your questions that's useful and I'm thinking also about, again, we're talking to private and company pensions, uh, but particularly company pensions. If you are wondering what your money's invested in, how do you find out? Do you just speak to your employer and say, you know, what's what's my money in? So your employer probably gave you a whole load of information when you joined. And that's one of the things So when I say look for your numbers also look and there'll be a name of what you're invested in now there should be some way that you can click through on that and it'll tell you what your money's invested in most people will just invest straight into a default fund now that's a fund that's designed for your whole pension scheme it may be because you're younger you may be able to take a bit more risk Mm. so you might want to change your investments now that's not a thing to be done lightly And you really need to be very, very sure that you know what you're doing. But there should be information on there and that will tell you all of the companies that it's invested in. So if you want to invest in companies that have a bit more ethical or are more environmentally friendly, it should give you options. Most schemes will have loads of options for you to go to. So it's worth making that the thing you do a bit of digging on. Yeah. What, what do you think about that, Izzy? Do you think about the, the particular investments? Are there any that you really don't want to put money in or some you do want to put money in? I wasn't aware that you could actually change your investments. That's really interesting. Mm. And that's really helpful and definitely something I will be thinking about and looking into. It's, it's a tricky one because, you know, on the one hand, this is something that needs to make money for your future. So, yeah. you know, in a sense, number one is, does it make money? But also you probably want to know that what you're putting your money in isn't doing massive harm. Um, so I, I think there's, there's quite an industry growing up around this at the moment. Do you think so, Angela? Absolutely. I mean, more companies in general are trying to reduce the harm in any of their investments. Mm-hmm. But most of them will offer you either somewhere specifically that is targeted that way or will give you enough information to say here are the companies we have holdings in and you can make up your own mind if there are oil companies in there you don't want oil companies if there are different things you'll be able to see and say I either do want part of that or I don't. That's useful and Angela how much really should we be putting into our pensions each year in order to have a decent fund when we retire, do you think? Is there a rule of thumb? So I'm not keen on rule of thumbs and we have a number of numbers that get floated about. I would say what you can afford mm-hmm. is number one. Now, I know that as soon as you say that to somebody, they say, oh no, I can't, I can't afford at all. But again, I would advise you to go on to something like Money Helper or another calculator 
and do the numbers and just see what a difference a little increase can make. And there's a couple of tips I would give you here. So something like if you know that three months from now you're going to get a wage rise and you can kind of see that it's going to be £50. If you increase your contribution by a fiver from that, you'll still end up with an extra £45. So you'll still end up with a good feeling you're getting more and you're actually putting it away before you ever saw it. The mm. same goes if you're getting bonuses or anything like that where you can sit down and say, can I afford just to put a little bit of this away? It's easy just to put some and get into that habit. Mm -hmm. And remember that if you put more chances are your employer will put more as well and definitely the government will put more mm -hmm. yeah absolutely nice one and Izzy do you have any other questions about pensions or, or your pension in particular we've gone through a few elements of it yeah so I was thinking say I came into some money would I be able to decide to put a chunk of that straight in there you absolutely can and when I say you can increase by a five or a month you can also at some point in your life stop doing that. You can bring it back down again. But yes, spot on. If you want to put one-offs in, but you, you think I'm going to put that away for the future, absolutely you can. Of course, another thing to do with those is to open up a, um, an ISA as well. So you could have a pension and then you'd have some money. And I would say an equities ISA for long-term growth. Um, there are quite a few options now, which is which is a nice thing. There weren't sort of 20, 30 years ago, which is great. Well, thank you, Angela, for explaining so clearly about pensions generally. Great to have you on as well, Izzy. And I'm glad you've got your, your pension. And uh, I'll be interested to hear what you think about your pension coming forward. <laughs> And that's it. That's your lot from us today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And our handle is, of course, at Money Magpie. Uh, you can follow me too on Twitter at Jasmine and on Instagram at Jasmine Bertels. Today's episode was sponsored by Pension B, which enables you to be pension confident. I'm Jasmine Bertels, and my guests today were Angela Kirkwood from Money Helper and Isabel Lawrence from MoneyMagpie.com. The producer was Jenny Bertels, and the music was composed for Money Magpie by Thomas Hewitt-Jones.